Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky and I'm here with Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins. Hi Dave, hi Jess. Hi Matt, hi Dave. Hello Jess, hi Matt. Oh. oh. Did you have to think? I had to think. No. About, no, no, about with who thought. you are in the equation. Yeah, I was like, hi, J- no. <laughs> who are the other two? You're the Jess character. I mean, person. Human person, Human definitely person. who definitely exists. Not a robot. Yeah, they're all characters. <laughs> they are all two-dimensional flat characters. <laughs> Poke a hole in them. Try. Yep, you just did. Okay. <laughs> that was quick. Wow. Well done. Yeah, good job. We're recording on a Saturday afternoon. The weather is nice. The beers are out for Matt and I. Jess on the waters. I'm hitting the hard stuff. Nice. You but are Jess, going. Jess, it's October for today. Just today. Just today. She's doing October the 3rd, or whatever today is. <laughs> it's not the 3rd. Damn it. <laughs> I'd know that if I was drinking waters. <laughs> He's drunk again. He is, as he always is. But it's great to be here, Matt. You feeling good? I've lost four days. I just looked at it. It's the 7th. Anyway, <laughs> it's not actually, because when people listen to this, it's in the future. It's not the 3rd. <laughs> it's still <laughs> it's not the 3rd. It's even less the 3rd. Unless they listen to it in just... Under a year from now. That'd be perfect. Actually possible. Oh, Imagine. Possible. Someone's doing that right now and their mind is exploding all over the <laughs> train. Wow. Where they are. And they're on the train as well, so it exploded again. <laughs> and they're driving the train. <laughs> and they don't even know how. <laughs> They've never driven a train before. They've just woken up from a weird dream. Do you drive a train? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, train driver. Oh yeah. <laughs> you don't drive a boat, do you? To worthy question. No, you swim a boat. Do you drive? A, do you drive a plane? Oh yeah, 
Yeah, you definitely drive a plane. <laughs> you drive a plane out to the runway and then you take off. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. And then you drive it through the sky. <laughs> sky driving. Yeah. Sky driving. I'm sky driving. Sky drive. Oh, I like that. Hey, Dave, I met this guy for the second time last night, so it's not really meeting him, but his name was Lucas Ryan. Right? He's a listener and he was up in Albury where I was doing a gig. And he was saying that he wanted a way to easily explain what the show is, right? There's and, no such thing. And he said that he, he messaged you at some point you, and he asked you and you said, I don't know how to do it, right? But he had a good one, and I wish I'd written it down because I can't remember. But anyway, I just want you to know that somewhere, some out, somewhere out there, someone knows how to. <laughs> You're not even going to give it a crack. Yeah. What? <laughs> it was something like uh, three comedians. One of them does a report on a certain topic. The other two are smart asses. Something like that's, that. That's about right. Yeah, that's about right. That is about right. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not exactly right because I'm a smart ass, and I'm going to bring you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, so that is what the show is, right? But we always start the show, we get into the topic by One the person the giving asses. the report. Yeah, the, ki- the head smart ass for the week. They ask a question to get us on a topic. Dave, this week is your report. Please you, ask us a question. You are the head smart ass. My first question is, okay, to get us on to this week's topic, which was voted for by the people that support us through Patreon. Mm-hmm. My question to get you on topic, because it's one of those things where you've either heard of it or you haven't. So I've just got a question that vaguely I'm, gets us there. Right. I'm feeling real cocky today, yeah. man. I, I think, know about nearly everything. I think you're going down. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, thought we were, I forgot we weren't working as a team. Never. Like, yeah, let's do... Oh, oh, I see. When have we ever been a team? No, sometimes. Back in the early days. We anyway, grew apart. We did. We'll get back together. Uh, this is a fun thing, because there's only 50 possible answers, so you can really have a crack. Great. In what U.S. state? I was going to say it's a U.S. state. Was right. the first English colony Ooh. attempted to New set England? Up. It's not New England. <laughs> that makes that sense. That would make sense. All right. Anyway, it's on the state. east. It's on the east coast east. there. So New York? No, no, that was the Dutch. We've talked about it though. Yeah, on we this talked show about before. it in the Santa. We talked about New York settled in the Santa Claus episode. Um, I'm going to say Pennsylvania. It is not. JP, our geography queen. Fuck! Here we go. I didn't want you to ask me because I don't know. You said East Coast and I was like, well, I'm out. I've got no fucking idea. Indiana, where Gary is, my new home. (laughs) (laughs) We got, I reckon, close to 50 people tweeting in saying, do you know that Gary's a real place? Thank you, but we do do now. We did not know. I've been walking on sunshine ever since. Gary, I'm, yeah, there's no doubt of my one. I'm going to Gary. They've got a, I've just looked it up today. They've got a, or they used to have a basketball team called the Steelheads. (laughs) That's good. What a place. Gary, Michael Jackson's from there. Gary, Indiana. There's a song that Ron Howard sang in a musical. Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana, Gary, 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 Indiana. Is that bit true? Yes. What the hell? It's now on my bucket list to take a photo of you next to the sign that says, Welcome to Gary, Indiana. There's a, I was reading an, uh, the Wikipedia page, and, and at some point they go, You can uh, head to downtown Gary. And I'm like, Downtown Gary? That's a real place. So good. <laughs> that is so good. I'm okay. just going to tell you where it is so we can get straight into this yes, episode. Please. It is uh, in North, in North Carolina. Carolina, is my guest, Dave. Where Michael Jordan <laughs> played college <laughs> basketball. Well, that's one fact. <laughs> North Carolina, okay. Okay, have you ever heard of, and this is one I've of heard our... of North Carolina, yes. Great. Have you heard of this? <laughs> the topic which takes place there? This is one of our most suggested topics, I didn't, didn't realise. But it is, it is uh, the Lost Colony of Roanoke. Oh! oh. Uh, yeah, this has been suggested so many times. Wha- yeah. <gasps> Dave, is this a mystery episode? It's a mystery! Yeah! <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a mystery. I put three mystery topics in the Patreon hat. Yes. If you're not if you're not familiar, if you support us through Patreon, uh, you can vote every three weeks on the topic that I'm I present on. And there are three mysteries, and this. Being one of the most popular topics, obviously, it won by a country mile. It was 60% wow. of the vote or something. The other ones were cool and we'll probably get to. Oh, man. I'm so in the mood for a mystery. Yes. That's great. Uh, it mystery is a, mood. It's been suggested mystery by... Mystery mood. How she feel? We don't know. It's a mystery <laughs> mood. No, you just said you're in a, a really excited mood. <laughs> it's not a mystery at all. I'm really. I'm in a really good mood. It's a mystery <laughs> mood. <laughs> Yeah, but now I feel sad. <laughs> it's a roller coaster. Well, I've just, it's been suggested by lots of people. So thank you. If this is you and if we've missed you, I apologise, but there's so many. Uh, Jake Spector, John Titus, Cat Kurt McCauley, Jonah Christian. These are great names. Stephen Sankey. Oh, fuck yeah. Paul S. Ooh. Ooh, mystery. It's a mystery, mystery name. <laughs> mystery Paul. <laughs> um, Hilary Smith. Dan Brown, the Da Vinci Bullshit, Code. Yeah. <laughs> Loves a mystery, He's that guy. He's a mystery writer. <laughs> Did I tell you that I once, I once won tickets to like a Fox FM, which is a big radio station here in Melbourne, a rooftop party. Uh, I was in the habit of just entering as many competitions as I could to win stuff. And uh, I went along and they had like a pop star performer, I can't even remember. And I was talking to this guy because most people there were either competition winners or VIPs. So it was a strange mix and I was obviously a competition winner. And this guy started telling me how he was an author. And I was like, oh, okay. Anything I've heard of? And he's like, have you heard of the Da Vinci Code? I was like, are you Dan Brown? And he's like, yeah, I am. And I I looked him up and um, it was definitely not him. (laughs) He was lying. He was lying. Dan Brown, an American guy, and this guy, uh, an Aussie dude for sure. So <laughs> thanks for lying to me, mate. That is amazing. That was it's a great lie. <laughs> not. I think it was that Dan Brown that yeah. just suggested it. Yeah. Maybe his name is Dan Brown. Oh, maybe that's where he got it from. Maybe. Uh, also, Richard Schubert III. Oh, Thank you, Richard. Schubert. He's also in the Golden Hat, Richard. Yeah, great. Well, there you go, Richard. This is one of your golden... No, it's not. Uh, John Shearer and Dylan Byrne from Adelaide. And there's a lot of... <laughs> Why is only... D- they're all from Adelaide or no, just D- Dylan? I just know Dylan Byrne's a frequent tweeter and a good supporter of the there's show. There's a lot of great frequent tweeters in there. Yeah, awesome. Good suggestion, so this, guys. It's an Thank all-star you. topic here. The Lost Colony of Roanoke. So, do you guys know anything about it? I know. It involves a lost colony mm. in North... Carolina. Oh, you have heard of it. And that is on the east coast of the United States of America. And it involves, obviously, Michael Jordan's college basketball career. And And he he still wears his Lost Colony of Roanoke shorts underneath his (laughs) Chicago Bulls uniform in the 1990s. He still wears it to this day. (laughs) Still still to this day. He just keeps collecting layers of clothes. He only ever wore his Chicago Bulls uniform. I'm 50 years old. And the colony is actually named after a guy called Rowan Oaks. (laughs) That's true. That is also true. That's, I mean, it's a. That's not true. Well, it's part of the mystery. <laughs> just in case. No it's one knows a that for sure. Mystery <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to get into this mystery. Uh, just a bit of background, because I, I feel like a lot of, um, well, maybe not all, but a lot of American listeners will probably know more about settlers coming to their continent more than we do. So if you are mm, in that boat, I'm interesting that you would assume that they'd know more than I do about my. That is interesting. My preferred. Bit disappointing, topic. really. I'm very educated. I was talking about the other listeners. Oh. oh, not you, Justin. Mate, you guys know everything. Yeah, yeah. I never patronise you. If you ever feel like I'm talking to you, like you're dumb, I probably am. 
<laughs> and I probably deserve it. I think he's talking to someone else, Jess. <laughs> he was right. making direct eye contact with us. But that's only because he can't look the listener in the eye. Yeah. Those dumb, dumb yeah. listeners. Yeah. Big old dummies. Big dummies. Ugh. Well, like we always say, we got the best, lovely idiots <laughs> listening who we love. You listening right now, you're a dummy. Yeah. All right, Dumbo, let's start the show. <laughs> All right. Hope your headphones are in your ear holes, not your nose. <laughs> Again. You've made that mistake before. <laughs> it smells like another great podcast. <laughs> All right, mate. Jess's laugh smells so good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. Born in Italy, the explorer Christopher Columbus made four trips across the Atlantic Ocean from Spain, but he was backed by the Spanish, in the late 15th century. Uh, He was determined to find a direct water route west from Europe to Asia, but he never did. Asia. (laughs) I I felt that. You said it. it. Asia. Asia. Uh, he never made it to Asia. Instead, he accidentally stumbled upon the fashion. Americas. Oh. <laughs> and fashion. <laughs> American fashion. Uh, although he did not really, quote-unquote, discover the New World, millions of people already live there, his journeys marked the beginning of centuries of transatlantic conquest and colonization. Uh, about 100 years later, in the late 16th century, where our story takes place, England, France, Spain, and the Netherlands launched major colonization programs in eastern North America. So, either up top in Canada or right down to uh, Florida. They all wanted a piece of the action and they wanted to set up settlements there. So, that's sort of the where we're at in, historically speaking. Hmm. Uh, we come to an English man born in 1552. So, Walter Raleigh was an adventurer. What's his last name? Raleigh. Possibly. R-A-H-I-L-L-Y. No, it's R-A-L-E-I-G-H. And I've heard it pronounced Raleigh and Raleigh. Raleigh. He was an adventurer. Oh. Explorer, <gasps> soldier, writer, lover. Oh my God, he was everything. He was quite and nothing. He was, <laughs> he was a landed gentleman. A landed, oh. landed, which is a social, wasn't waterborne. social class in England where people make their income from renting out property and land that they own. Landed. Oh, so he's a landlord. Yeah, landlord. But I prefer to call my landlord the landed gentleman. <laughs> my Dear landlord landed gentleman, is a woman. A landed gentle woman. Mm. Yeah, good. <laughs> I don't know why I struggle with that. Gentle. What do I call the other sex? <laughs> uh, so, he's a pretty famous English dude. Uh, in 1578, uh, Raleigh set out with his half-brother, Sir Humphrey Gilbert. Fuck yes. On a voyage to North America to find the Northwest Passage. They never made it there and got distracted with a bit of a bust-up with Spanish shipping. So, th- this happens frequently in this story. England versus Spain a, a lot of the time. Mm. Spain's already got land in Mexico and Florida in North America, so they're doing pretty well, and England sort of wants to catch up to them. Uh, Raleigh's brash actions against the Spanish were not re- well received by the monarch's advisors, and he was briefly imprisoned. Uh, oh, he's a bad boy. And not for the last time. Oh, He goes to prison uh, three times. Oh, At least three times. Sizzle. Uh, nevertheless... The tall, handsome, yes. and superbly confident Raleigh, who was also extremely well-dressed, <laughs> rose rapidly at Elizabeth I, who's the queen at the time, her court, and quickly became a favourite of the queen. He served in her army in Ireland and was knighted and became captain of the Queen's Guard, the soldiers in charge of guarding the official royal residences in the United Kingdom. Mm. So, yes, you see, beef-eater-type people these days, they're 
Dave has a bit of a crush. (laughs) Well, maybe because a famous legend is that he once threw his cloak over a muddy puddle to keep the queen from getting her feet wet. Mm. That is something you would find very admirable. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I do it all the time. I stand near a puddle (laughs) with a jacket waiting. Come on, Queenie. (laughs) Where's the fucking queen? My time to shine. (laughs) Where's the fucking queen? I, I imagined you waiting by the gentleman. puddle for someone to do it for you. You're like, hello. <laughs> um, how will I cross? <laughs> um, someone. Uh, people walk past. I'm like, mate, that's a nice jacket there. Hmm. Uh, Isn't it a bit warm for that jacket? Yeah. Give me a jacket. <laughs> They're like, warm and a puddle? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, the queen rewarded the handsome man handsomely. Oh, yes, I wrote that. With a large estate in Ireland... Uh, lots of land, which he rented out and made money from, trade privileges, and eventually a knighthood. Ooh, Sir Raleigh. Yes. Ooh. Uh, but her biggest gift to him was uh, on March 25th, 1584, Queen Elizabeth I granted Sir Walter, Sir, Walter, Sir Walter Raleigh a charter for the colonization of the area of North America. This charter specified that Raleigh needed to establish a colony in North America or lose his right to colonisation. He was granted rights to explore, colonise and rule any, quote, remote heathen and barbarous lands, countries and territories, not actually possessed by a Christian prince or inhabited by Christian people. Oh, wow. So basically the deal was, if you, if, you oh, wow. get to, if you get to America and there's no Christians there, it's yours. What the fuck? Yeah, that was, that was her decree. Wow, that's fucked. Like if there's if there's no if there's no one there that already owns it, and I mean I don't no. mean like you know ugh, no people. Christians. Yeah, if there's a prince know. nearby who's, who's obviously a Christian prince, then absolutely, uh, that's theirs. But if there's no Christians, yours. That's just classic Christianity, isn't it? Uh. Love thy neighbour unless they're not a Christian. <laughs> Yep, uh, the charter also specified that he had seven years to establish a settlement or he would lose his right to do so. Why were you laughing at that? Just seven years is a long time. I know, but I suppose it takes about, you know, about four months just to get there. No, I know, but seven years is a long time. It is. Regardless. If you gave me seven years to do something, I'm not starting that for six and a half years. (laughs) Jess is like, fuck, I've got six months to colonise North America. Get in the ship. (laughs) Get in the ship. But it, it's a funny thing because it's like, I'm going to let you be able to colonize North America. Unless you don't do it in seven years, then you're not allowed to do the thing that I'm allowing you to do. Mm, yeah. It's I, like a weird loop, right? Yeah, it's well, weird. I think it was more like, do it in seven years, but if you don't have the chutzpah to get it done, I'll get someone else in. I'll get, right. I'll get someone with chutzpah. Yeah. In seven years' chutzpah. time. Unless that person with chutzpah is not a Christian. <laughs> Uh, so that's what, he, that he, that's what he wants to do. And obviously, if you go over there and you can claim anything you like, you're going to get real rich. So he's pretty keen to get involved in this. Sure. Uh, although he didn't go himself, Raleigh funded and organized a reconnaissance trip to North America on uh, April 27, 1584, which is like a month later. So he's, he's done pretty well. Yeah, see, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, just, just six years, six months later. Bloody, bloody keen as, isn't he? Jeez, Jeez Louise, settle down, mate. Oh, we're all very impressed. Nerd. <laughs> Put your fucking jacket back on. He's the guy. Pens down. I'm done. All right, mate. Fuck we off. get it. Yeah, good for There's you. There's still another half an hour. We're all still working. You've missed a page of the exam, <laughs> yeah. you fucking idiot. Well done, though. No, you put your pen down real quick. <laughs> Fuck off, car guy. Car, you car. Fuck off, car guy. Car guy. Fuck yeah. Car guys. yeah, go drive away. He's old, too. He's too old to be in this exam. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, April, the expedition is led by Philip 
Armadus and uh, Arthur Barlow. And they set off with two ships, so which is obviously a pretty small fleet. Spare ship. Ship each. Yeah, yeah, ship each. That's great. Oh, small fleet. We've both got a ship. <laughs> Would you prefer to have like a rope out the back? Tugging along some more spare ships. When we fly to Sydney, we're taking three planes. Three planes at least. Yeah. No, that's true, of course. <laughs> um, well, basically, they just want to go there. Breathing the same enclosed air as you guys. Ooh, Yuck. Both, thank you. <laughs> uh, so they, they wanted to go to the eastern coast of North America. Uh, three and a half months later, they arrived at Roanoke Island. Ro- off- named after Roanoke. Roanoke. Ro- Roanoke. Oak, that's right. Uh, off the coast of... When does Nor- he come into the story? <laughs> Look, Matt, I don't interrupt your reports, do I? Except every two seconds. <laughs> Roanoke Island, which is off the coast of North Carolina. Uh, which is on the east coast of the, of the country. Where right. Michael Jordan played college. <laughs> yeah. Busk. Great, just for context. Uh, the island is about eight miles or 12 kilometres long and two miles or three K wide. So it's not huge. It's a small island. It's just a few miles, uh, a few kilometres off the coast, and it's right near Kitty Hawk, the oh. sand dune-filled place where the Wright brothers perfected their Wright flyer. Hmm. About 300 years later. <laughs> Do you think they're connected? Yeah, yeah. it's all related. <laughs> uh, the group, who were on the recon, wrote glowing reports of the area, of the island. They encountered Native Americans. Non-Christians. Yes, the Roanoke people. That's why it's actually called Roanoke. It's named after... Um, the people from the area. And they'd lived on Roanoke All Island. known as Roanoke. <laughs> their parents didn't have a great imagination. All of their names are Rowan. Or Oak. <laughs> uh, they'd lived on Roanoke Island and the surrounding areas. There's a bunch of islands and sort of bay and stuff around there for thousands of years. So they've been there a long time. Uh, the Native Americans were friendly to the English and the two parties were fascinated with each other. Aww. The English had arrived at a time of plenty, a season where the uh, Native Americans had lots of food to share with the English, who had trouble creating their own crops. Aww. So they're happy to share. Oh, that's nice. I can't see anything going wrong. Well, this how seems, about this next this sentence? Not, nope. When the reconnaissance party returned to England, they took two of the Native American leaders, a man named Juan Cheese and a man named Manteo. Uh, it is not know how the men were convinced to go to England or if they were just made to go. But probably <laughs> invited and Ooh. graciously accepted. Thank you. We would love to come to England. You've given us all this food. Um, let's come. Let's bring you back. Do you want to so see what we've place. got? We'll bring you some some food at Apple. We, we want to repay the favour. or whatever we do in England. That's Pie Adelaide. Food. What do they do in England? They do the bangers <laughs> and Cheesy mash. chips, bangers and mash, pints of lager, bovril, bovril, <laughs> and of course iron brew. Iron brew. Thank you. Great. Uh, one cheese and Manteo. So, they, so these people, there's two boats that have gone there, scattered it out. I Ri- want to make a joke about one cheese, but it feels insensitive. Probably best you don't. What is, what, oh, there's something bad about that. I no, no, I won't. Well, want... I'm curious to hear what this no, joke just is. Like he's just, Jess has got a joke. He just wants cheese. He wants cheese. Well, How's that insensitive? We all tr- want no, cheese. No, it's insensitive because he's lactose intolerant. Now I'm looking that at, is insensitive. Now I'm looking at the... It's C-H-E-S-E, one cheese. How would you say it? What? Let's go with one cheese. I apologise if I'm mispronouncing it. Uh, one cheese and Manteo went back with the men and they caused a sensation when they came to England because these are people from the old world versus the new world type thing. So they've never seen white people. White people have never seen Native Americans before. So it's obviously pretty uh, overwhelming for everyone. Uh, they stayed at Riley's house in London, Aww. which is on the Thames. Just on a fold-out couch that he yeah. had. Yeah. Futon. That's Just nice. around the corner from a, an elephant and wheelbarrow or a, what are the, what are the, a walkabout hotel. Hmm. 
What's that? Uh, Jongless a- Comedy Club, <laughs> the chain of English comedy clubs. So, and Riley had language experts decipher the men's Carolina Elquonkian, again, probably mispronounced language. That's the language that they spoke. Uh, the language was decoded, which is pretty amazing. And what? the two men could now communicate with the English. What? Yeah. They just de- they just figured it out. Yeah, and, pr- and pretty fuck? quickly, pretty quickly. Uh, man, why can't we do that now? Just they just decoded it. What do you mean? It's we not can- a fucking puzzle. What do you mean you can decode? It? What do you mean? No, but now let's say for example, I learned Italian for four years. Yeah, I've they, got- they'd already decoded it, and I <laughs> couldn't tell you like more than yeah, two sentences. I mean. That's not a code. How do you just figure out what the language is? That's amazing. I guess a linguistic. It's experts. not like having, and it's probably not like. A- as conversational as we are being now, it's probably pointing to things and going, sure. oh, I know what you mean. Sure, sure, sure. But I mean, like, if we had a French person visit us right now, for example, we would get an interpreter who knows that language because they have learnt that language or speak that language anyway, and then they could interpret between. These people have just figured out their language, and now they can all just chat. They just decoded it. Do you not, do you not think that's really interesting? It is. It's incredible. What we would do now, though, is... is... an app. No, we'd go... We'd get an app. We'd go, I'm assuming these people can speak English. Because yeah. we're fucking lazy yeah. Australian assholes <laughs> who just assume people could... You can speak what I speak. I don't have to yeah. do anything here. I'll speak a little slower. Yeah. Or louder. <laughs> yeah, slower and louder. That's the way you can cut through. That's That's how I decode. Yes, please. Over here. Thank you. One drink. Yeah. Look, mate, um, I'm going to stand here until you go back into the kitchen and find someone who can speak my language. <laughs> I, I did a, a few times when I tried to speak like French in, in France. They'd go, I, I speak English. It's okay. Please, no more please ruining stop. of our language. This is embarrassing for you, embarrassing for me. I was and always then, like, how do they know straight away that I speak English? Because, like, yeah, I did Italian at school, so I would try to speak Italian to Italians and they would initially answer me with like a hello in Italian and then they'd go, how can I help? And I was like, yeah. damn it! I wanted to trick you into thinking I was one of you. Oh, I had but it's that. probably because I'm going, buongiorno. <laughs> G'day, buongiorno. <laughs> Where is this buongiorno I keep hearing so much about? <laughs> Come stai? Sta cosi cosi. <laughs> Mi chiamo Jess. <laughs> e tu? <laughs> Me chiamo Jesso. <laughs> Reggie Ditch. How do you say nailed it? Hmm? Uh, but back to England, where they've deciphered their language, or at least part of it. Manteo, one of the um, Indian tribal leaders, was reportedly fascinated with the Europeans' technology and was keen on learning English. One cheese, however, the other leader, showed little interest in learning English and did not befriend his hosts remaining suspicious of the English motives and thought uh, them more, more as his captors. Yeah. So one of them's really keen and fascinated with everything and the other one's a bit more standoffish. I'd probably be in the latter camp, to be honest, if mm. they just chucked me on a boat and taken me four months to a place that looks nothing like I'd ever seen before. Raleigh reported the discovery of Roanoke Island to his queen, Queen Elizabeth I, and he was knighted for his efforts. So oh. that's what... Which one's Queen Elizabeth again? The redhead? Uh, the Virgin Queen, Yes. Yeah, she's one of the famous ones. Real long reign. Really long. Her? Yeah. Virgin Queen. Yeah, she was. A... Even the Queen couldn't get a good dickin'. <laughs> she could, she could not. <laughs> I've heard that phrase. Well, you never had a. Maybe ch- ever. She never had a good char- dickin'. Get a Charles Dickens. No, no, when you put it like that, a Charles Dickens. Yeah, yeah I've heard, you've of, heard that. of that. I've heard of that. <laughs> good Charles Dickens. <laughs> Tale of two dickies. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Um, never apologise. Yeah, she was the... Never apologise. <laughs> she was the uh, virgin queen. Okay, well, don't harp on about it. I'm sure she did lots of things. Oh, no, but that, she was very famous for being a... Yeah, but, you know, just, don't have to bloody... Don't feel bad and for And her him. father was a... I'm her... guessing it was by choice, right? No, yeah, she, I think she was just a, a real uggo. <laughs> Well, well I mean, sure. We all, we've all seen photos, but... Well, Nobody wanted you'd to. You'd probably be a virgin too if your father was Henry VIII and had ch- chopped off two of his wife's heads. Yeah, you'd be right. like, yeah, probably not going to bother doing that. Good point. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad that's where you went, because for a minute I thought you were going to finish that sentence as, you'd probably be a virgin too. <laughs> no. If you were that uggo. <laughs> a redhead? Yeah. In the 16th century. <laughs> I'm a redhead. I'm allowed to say that. If any redheads at home are getting offended, I was being ironic. We are the most beautiful race. Wow. Taking that out of context. (laughs) Uh, The two Native American men were able to describe the politics and geography of the area to Raleigh, who was now convinced a colony could be set up on Roanoke Island, so he organised a second expedition. So that was one of the good things about bringing these... um, to uh, tribal people, they could tell him about the area, about the other tribes that they fought against, mm-hmm. which the dangerous bits, what they ate, that kind of stuff. She was an ugly. Oh, she's real ugly. Look at that weird neck she's got, for starters. Yeah. Oh. She's got a frill neck. She's got a Jacobean ruff. Oh, no. no. She's got a very narrow face. Uh, people looked different back then. Yeah, and also it's a painting. Have you looked at her dad? <laughs> Jesus. Her dad was Jesus? <laughs> Well, her dad liked to think that he was talking to Jesus, and mm. that's why he could split the church, and it was fine. Hey, it doesn't matter how you look, Dave. I, I just want to make that clear. Oh, very clear. I'm not a. I'm not a shallow. Okay. All I want to say: it, it doesn't matter how you look. It just matters if you were born into royalty, and therefore you can fuck everyone you want. Even Argos can deserve a, a good Charles Dickens. <laughs> Especially Argos. Yeah, a pity Charles Dickens. <laughs> Nothing better. Uh, so he's organised a second expedition to Raleigh. The, this expedition was about 100 men across five ships, and uh, Manteo and Wanchis were returned to their homes. You'll oh. be pleased to know. Okay, that's when, good. When I started reading about them, I was like, it's not going to end well, but they, they got to go home. Uh, Manteo acted as an interpreter and a guide for the English, and Wanchis, who didn't like them as much, went back to join his people. Hmm. Uh, the second colony was intended to be uh, for a military post for men only. Uh, but they lacked supplies and arrived at a bad time of year to be able to grow crops. Uh, the English started stealing from the Native American tribes, robbing their fish traps. And unlike before, it was no longer a season of the year when they had a surplus of food. It was like a wintry type thing. So uh, they couldn't aff- afford to share with the English anymore. Oh. So uh, tensions started to rise between them. Oh, no. Right. So the first time they were thinking, this is just how it is. Yeah, yeah. We- they've got heaps of food. Yeah. You're cool with it? And then they went back and the tribe were like, no, no, we need that to live. Yeah, we, this is to survive. This is ours. Uh, if the first trip spelled good relations for the English and the native folk, that was soon destroyed and hostilities formed between the two groups of people. I can't imagine why. The settlers routinely uh, kidnapped local tribal leaders and held them for ransom, despite relying on these, quote, savages for food and supplies. Isn't that... It's like, hey, you guys know how to survive here, so uh, we'll just capture your leader and you'll give us all the food or we'll kill him. Yeah, clearly you guys are the savages. Yeah, I know. It's so, so stupid. Because you're not Christian. Exactly. Yeah, I get it. 
That makes sense to me. Gets it. Mm-hmm. You're a redhead. You get how shit Elizabeth the first thought. You're the best race. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah and we're a race. Your <laughs> uh, words, mate. <laughs> they also blamed one of the Native Americans for stealing one of their valuable silver cups. So retaliated by sacking and burning that burning that man's entire village. Sacking, similar they, to Dickon. They sacked it. Mm. Is that where it's like where you um when you toilet paper a tree or a house, they just throw sacks all over everything? Because that would be it's like tea bagging. Bloody, that would be annoying to clean up. Yeah, it would. Mm. In between all that fire, mm. <laughs> they said fire tea village. Jesus, are uh, the English lived inside a fort that they'd built? <laughs> Pillow fort. Pillow fort, of course. <laughs> From all the sacks, the surplus sacks. Mm. Pil- <laughs> Sack fort. Uh, they were attacked by Indian villages that they had ransacked and they were lucky to hold them off. So now they're sort of basically at war with each other. Mm. Uh, soon after the attack, another famous Englishman, Sir Francis Drake, was on his way home from a successful raid uh, around the corner in the Caribbean and he stopped at the colony and offered to take the colonists back to England because he saw that they were struggling. Several accepted. Uh, these Roanoke colonists introduced tobacco, maize, and potatoes to England. Oh, that's cool. There you go. Walter Raleigh is actually credited with popularising tobacco in England. Okay. Oh. Wow. So. He's less impressive now. But he brought potatoes to America. And I fucking love potatoes. Which ended up in Idaho, where the Spuds Club formed. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. <laughs> Matt knows his history. <laughs> Uh, so a few people went home, but the rest is sticking out in the fort. If you bury a spud, do more spuds grow? It's yeah. a possibility. Is it like the seed? It is. It's, isn't, it's like a. It's the root, isn't it? And then yeah, they, it, the, it sprouts up Have from there. Have you ever left a potato too long in your pantry? Mm, you go into it, little... roots are getting out of it. Yeah. yeah. That's it. So it might not grow more potatoes, but it'll grow, it'll flower. And maybe those flowers become potatoes. <laughs> Welcome to Agriculture <laughs> Hour on Do Go On. Maybe flowers become potatoes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we ask questions and then we make ourselves look real dumb. Well, you look it up, Jess. I think you'll find that I nailed it. I think you find that the potato flower is pretty, <laughs> pretty, pre- pretty cool thing. Uh, but back on the island, the remaining men are running out of food and un- under constant fear of attack. Uh, they decided to abandon the settlement and return to England in the ships that they came on. Uh, which is a bit of a they bummer. They came on the ships. Yeah, and then they sailed <laughs> to wash it off. Uh, it's a bit of a bummer that they that they left because if they'd stayed for two more... It's a, it's a bummer that they left because if they'd stayed for two more weeks, the men would have received... There was a supply ship coming from England oh. that came two weeks later and it was like, hey, where's all the dudes? Oh, uh. no. This is a bloody... It's a bloody Birkin Wills, isn't it? It's a Birkin Wills. A bit of Birkin Wills. Need to work out a way to communicate walkie-talkies or something. Uh, when the supply ship they'd been waiting for uh, arrived, it found the colony deserted. And wanting to keep the territory for England, they dropped off fifteen soldiers to hold the fort, so to speak. Oh dear! And wait for more English people to arrive. So now there's just fifteen people on the island. And the a soldiers. new fifteen. New fifteen. They don't know the lay of the land. They wanted to wait for more English people to arrive, and arrive they did. The third group of people is now known to history as the Lost Colony of Roanoke. Hmm. What will happen to them? So this was all preamble. The story starts now. Oh, jeez. Check your watches, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. 
It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. I gotta get something off my chest. Okay. I ate your last biscuit. I was that saving been, them for my wedding. That has been stressing <laughs> and has been stressing me out. I'm so sorry. I feel a lot better to get that off my chest. You know, keeping things bottled up can affect people negatively, and that had been affecting me. And that feel that's a weight off my shoulder. Yeah. It was delicious. I'm not sorry. But I did take the last biscuit. That he was saving for his wedding. I didn't know that. <laughs> That is upsetting to hear, but I think I'm going to have to get some uh, positive coping skills, learn to set some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's very convenient. It's flexible. You can fit it around your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You too can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com D-G-O today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash D-G-O. Uh, in 1587, Raleigh sent a new group of 115 colonists to establish a colony on Chesapeake Bay off the east coast of Virginia, which is uh, north of Roanoke Island, a long way up. 115 people. 115. Uh, this time, men were joined by uh, women and children, 17 women and nine children. So they want to make... It's not just soldiers this time. They actually want to start like a new society. Instead of wages, each settler was uh, deeded a 50-acre plot, thereby giving them a stake in the undertaking. So if it's a success, you'll be a success. If it's not... You'll die a horrible, (laughs) horrible death. Hooray! Uh, This expedition, the third one, was led by a man named John White. Boring name. (laughs) It's the most boring name ever. J-O-H-N? J-O-H-N. Yeah, boring. White, W-H-I-T-E. Boring. Uh, He was an artist Mm. and a friend of Raleigh who had accompanied the previous expedition to Roanoke. He'd been there a lot. What kind of art? Like quite um, postmodern art deco? No, like uh, really good watercolours and sketches. Hmm. Boring. I'm afraid he did. I'm afraid. I'm sorry he didn't create Pop art. art. He didn't create art deco 350 mm. years before anyone I like, else. It's, it's, it's the Campbell cans or nothing for me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. High art then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Campbell. This is referring to the modern art, Dave. Pop art. Dildo. Anyway. Pop art. Pop art. Or literally just the labels on the cans. Still art. I think it's art either way. Everything's art. Uh, he'd uh, extensively, this is John White, he's a good artist, he'd extensively sketched the landscape and local uh, Native American people. These works are significant as they are the most informative illustrations of a Native American society uh, on the eastern seaboard and now those drawings are in the British Museum. Well, good for John White. Because well, it's kind of like the equivalent of travelling to like a brand new land and taking a photo and coming back because he's sketch. If you look at him, they're really, really good. Mm. He's a great artist. Okay. Pay him that, Jess. All right. Pay him. I'm just saying he's boring. Sorry. But sure, he's a good artist. Boring old John White was appointed governor of the 1587 colony and of the 115 people, 12 assistants were named to aid in the setting up of the colony. Hmm. That's, That's a good number of assistants. Dozen. Happy with dozen? I'd go Baker's dozen, to be honest, but that's just me. On the way to Chesapeake Bay. Remember, that's where they're going Chesapeake Bay. Chesapeake Bay. Chesapeake. 
That's me. Just a bee. That's me. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> hey, everyone. Let's let this girl name everything from now on. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> She's really going to come out with names. Jess, what would you call this boat? Jessapee. <laughs> She's done it again. <laughs> uh, they're on the way to Chesapeake Bay. On the way there, they were ordered to stop off at Roanoke Island to pick up the 15 soldiers that were left there the previous year. But when they arrived on July 22nd, 1587, they found the settlement abandoned and in shambles. Ooh. The bones of one of the 15 soldiers uh, there before them were the only physical evidence... Uh, of what had befallen the previous settlers. Yeah. How, how long had passed? Uh, a few months. Oh. That's not enough time to rot down to your bones, is it? Yes, I don't think you rotted. You, yeah, if you're out in the open. Oh, okay. I don't understand. Just science. down to bone? No, surely not. It's been it's been quite a few months. Oh, yeah, okay. But... Out in the open? I guess if vultures are picking away at the, oh. at the meat. The meat and potatoes. They probably are. Oh, God. Oh, they, do you think they ate his balls? Yeah, yeah I think they ate his balls. <laughs> Jess, they're the first to go. <laughs> what? Jess, they're of a course deli- they're the they're first. They're a delicacy for vultures. Vultures, they always, they're highly sought after. They call them the ball Bo- bird. Soldier balls. Yeah, they love balls. Do they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they'll be the first to go. Yes. The balls. The yeah. balls. What if, oh, what if you're still a bit alive? Mm. Even no more good. reason. No good. Oh. Because the balls no. might be taken away. Get them while you can. That'd hurt. Yeah, ideally you get the balls while they're still fresh. Oh, yeah. If no. the balls start rotten, you don't want them. Yeah. You don't want rotten balls. When no. the balls. If the balls are rotten, don't come a knocking. Yeah. What about the peen? If the balls are fresh. Eat them, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say. If your vulture's name is Jess, obviously. Which I would obviously Which, know the in, vulture In that place, yeah. yes, they were all... <laughs> Uh, so all they found, they, were fa- they found bones of one of 15 men. And remember, these soldiers, they had a fort and cannons and all kinds of stuff, all gone, and they were presumably all dead. So they started freaking out a little bit. Holy shit. When they could find no one, the master pilot and a Spanish man who had defected to serve for England, a man named Simon Fernandez. Okay, I was going to say Simon's not a very Spanish-sounding name. Simon, Simon, Simon Fernandez. Fernandez. He refused to let the colonists return to the ships, insisting that they establish a new colony on Roanoke instead of keep going to Chesapeake Bay. Why? Fernandez and Governor White did not get along, and basically, Fernandez just wouldn't let them get back on the boat. Oh. How can this one guy not let... What? How many people? 115? Yeah. He's just standing... You know when you stand in a doorway with your arms? And you're Thinking like, nah, big. What's the password? What's the password, <laughs> dickhead? Can't you get, get three, on. You get three shots. Can't get on the boat. Fuck off. It's my boat. Yeah, it's, it doesn't seem to make... Well, according to White's journal, Fernandez, uh, his deputy, uh, called to the sailors, charging them not to bring any of the planters back again, the people, uh, but leave them on the island. Faced with uh, what amounted to be a mutiny by his navigator, White appeared to have backed down and uh, let Fernandez have his way and sail off, leaving them there. What the fuck? Wait, Fernandez sailed off? Yeah, so he was, uh, that was his job. He was in charge of the ship. Right. But then White's in charge of him, but he didn't listen to White anymore. People have speculated about his motive, this guy Fernandez. Remember, he's Spanish. He apparently claimed that the weather was more appropriate for them to stop at Roanoke and that uh, they had to leave because of an impending hurricane, which I've read reports. That's possibly bullshit. White speculates the reason that he may have been prompted by his desire and his crew to return to the West Indies, which is close to uh, North Carolina than where they were going, to pursue opportunities of piracy against the Spanish where they could make more money. So basically he's like, no, you guys stay here and I'll, I'll go be a pirate yeah. over, over here and I'll get rich. Right. And I don't think White was a very good leader because he let the guy go. Mm. 
So now, 115 men, women and children are stuck on Roanoke Island, governed by John White, who had brought his pregnant daughter and her husband along with them. So they're part of the group. Grandpa White. Uh, Governor White worked to re-establish relations with the Croatoan and other local tribes, the people that they had a lot of trouble with in the past. Uh, But the ones that they'd fought previously refused to meet with him, not surprisingly. Shortly thereafter, colonist George Howe, who was part of the group, was was killed by a Native American while searching alone for crabs on the beach. So, it's not going well. No. Look, it's not great. You're now trapped on an island with people that don't really like you. Because of the broken relations with most of the tribes, the settlers were dependent on supplies for England, and things were not easy for them. So they can't really grow grow enough food to feed everyone. Oh, dear. Uh, Governor White's burdens were lightened when his daughter gave birth in August to Virginia Dare, the first English child born in the Americas. Huh. Doesn't that increase his burden, not lighten it? Now he's got to look after an extra mouth to feed. <laughs> this baby is a tragedy. <laughs> Whilst the colonists struggling to, were struggling to survive, it was decided that White would return to England to gather up some much-needed supplies, get a boat, and come back and sort of rescue everyone. So does he have a... There was a spare boat. But like small, a smaller one? Right. So big enough for him and a few people to go home, but they can't get 115 people on board. The leader, what, a, what a great leader. I'm going to leave go. you all here. I'll come back. I'll go. I'll leave my baby baby granddaughter here. I'll go. It's fine. But he was... He, BRB. Yeah. Possibly bravely or stupidly, he crossed the Atlantic at a time of year where it was considered a considerable risk. But he made it. He made it home. However, once he got home to England, a war broke out between England and Spain, and every single ship was commandeered by the Navy to attack the powerful Uh. Spanish Armada. So this left White with no way to get back to Roanoke. So now he's got to wait till this war finishes so he can get a ship. In the spring of 1588 which is the next year, White managed to acquire two small vessels and sailed back to Roanoke. However, his attempt to return was thwarted when the captains of the ships attempted to capture several Spanish ships on on the way there. The, they thought they could get a bit more cash on the way if they captured these uh. Spanish ships, but they themselves were captured and their cargo seized. So he's got all these supplies locked and loaded to go go drop off and then they roll the dice and lose. So, so with nothing left to d- deliver to the colonists, he had to go back to England. Fuck. John White, what a, what a battler. John, John White is a battler. He wasn't able to get back to Roanoke with supplies for three years. Oh, <laughs> shit. Three years. Guys, I'll be right back. B-R-B. B-R-B. Three years. Six months max. I got to get back, turn around, come back here. It's just travel time. It's travel. Sorry, admin stuck in, in traffic. The yeah, the admin in the middle. Super easy. So no easy. problem. Just got to grab a boat, get some gear. B, uh, you won't even know I'm gone. It'll fly. Kick uh, back. Three years later. I <laughs> know, it's crazy. He finally gained passage on a privateering expedition organized by uh, John Watts and Walter Raleigh. They, so these people are, they're sort of, They've high, They've hitched a ride on a boat that's mm. already going to that area. Do you know what? It's not so bad that it took him three years because he had seven. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Guys, I've got ages. That's real keen. I would do it in three. They give everyone gets seven, seven years to do anything back then. That was how, that's just how it was. That's, what you get. that's Could, why there's that, that, that age gap between my brother and I. Yeah, had it was seven. like, you've got to have another one. Within seven years and then no more. Your parents didn't do anything within that seven-year period. They did nothing. 
and they listened. They did nothing in that time. They waited. <laughs> yeah, I reckon John was like, should we just get the second one done now? Why? And he's like, we've got second. We've got seven, we've got seven years. years. Let's wait till six years, three months. Yep. We'll get it done. And they did. And then and the their life they actually say, began. Yep. Before that, they were just shells of people. Yeah. The first one was just a practice run, but then we perfected it mm-hmm. seven years later. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that was, and they were great at naming things. They used to also name everything Jess. <laughs> and that is how Jess became Jess. Did you name yourself? The yeah. end. Yeah. Call they, me Jess. Okay. Alrighty. So they're on this private ship now. They agreed to stop, this private ship agreed to stop off at Roanoke on the way back to England after raiding the Spanish in the Caribbean. Okay. So they're like... We'll do a bit of plundering, but on the way back, you can stop off and see if your daughter and grandchild are still alive. Uh, White landed on August 18th, 1590, his granddaughter's third birthday. But as the party stepped ashore, there was no sign of the cold. That is the birthday, birthday party. party. <laughs> yes! I totally missed what you just said. Birthday party. It was a, as the party arrived. <laughs> oh, right. Streamers right. and everything. Third yeah. birthday. Oh, he, you better believe he's wearing a hat. Oh, yeah. Which is weird, because they normally would take seven years to have a third birthday party. <laughs> We're celebrating your third birthday. They're normally ten, obviously. <laughs> there was no sign of the colonists or the settlement. Oh, no. His men could not find any trace of the 90 men, 17 women, and 10 children left behind. Crazy. Okay. Uh, their houses? No, Haunted. Just... He'd only just left Trap them. Doors. Three Trap doors. Three odd years ago. Trap doors. I'm going with theories tunnels. early. I reckon oh. tunnels under the tunnels. island. Yeah. Mole, mole people. Mole people. M- mole man. Well, Jess, I really hate when you jump ahead to my conclusion, which was going to be, in conclusion, mole people. Thank you. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> but you ruined it. <laughs> now I have to go. Can't even go through these facts that I've got here. All the boring evidence of what really happened. In conclusion, <laughs> mole, mole people. <laughs> That's always the reason for everything. <laughs> Jess, why haven't you done your homework? Um, mole people. Uh, I think you know. <laughs> you just point to a badge that says it a was badger. the mole people. He points to a badger like that, but a mole. <laughs> we didn't have a mole here. They're all with my homework. There's a badger, which gives you the idea. <laughs> Uh, so the people aren't there. Their houses and fortifications had been taken down, not burned, not destroyed, indicating that they did not leave in a hurry. So like packed down, right? Like they've got the Allen key out. They've dismantled the <laughs> IKEA furniture. <laughs> right. It's all gone. Okay. Uh, the only sign that they had even been there was a section of large wooden fence that would have been the perimeter of the camp that remained, and the and the word Croatoan was carved into the wood and. Crow uh, was carved into a tree, like someone was carving it again. The message so spooky. Croatoan, like they didn't get through it the second time. You mean? Is that what you mean? Yeah, or maybe they decided. Oh, maybe they, crow dot dot. Maybe dot. they won't. You, <laughs> yeah, you get it. Crow, etc. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe um, they'd done the second one on the tree and been like, oh, yeah, they don't need this. Or the that was the first one. That, oh, the the fence. That's better. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I said do it on the fence. What are you doing? The tree could grow back. He won't be back for seven years. Uh, but Croatoan is the name of a nearby island. Oh. 
Croatoan. That's a pretty clear clue. Yeah. <laughs> good clue. Very what? good clue. White was very surprised because the colonists had all agreed that if they were ever in trouble or if they were forced to leave, that they would carve the symbol of a Maltese cross into wood. What's a Maltese cross look like? <laughs> what, just a cross but a little bit flamboyant? Or Maltese. <laughs> the, Mal- the Maltese are flamboyant people. A little bit flamboyant. It's like a Maltese cross shih tzu. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I've got a Maltese cross shih tzu. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> a dog. They're to- they're- Carve a dog into the tree. That was the symbol. Not even specifying what it's crossed with. That was just their way out of having to draw an accurate Maltese. It doesn't quite look like a Maltese. Oh, it's a Maltese cross. It's cross. <laughs> it's, it's a bit of a mutt. I also love um, um, I also love that like they're like you, Jess. Like everyone, all right, it's agreed. If we leave in panic, we'll do a Maltese cross. It gets to the day they're panicking, and no one knows what a, what's a Maltese cross look like. I don't know. But like, if I you assumed said, you knew. Yeah, if you say draw a cross in a in the tree, I'd draw a cross. Yeah. But then you have got like a Christian cross or an X marks the spot cross. What's a Maltese cross? This is a Maltese cross. I've just Google imaged it. Ah, I see. I get it. it kind of looks like a four leaf clover. It does a clover. bit. Yeah. <laughs> Looking cross. Yeah. Good... <laughs> I enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's a pretty fucking big clue to me, though, isn't it? Yes. Croatoan. That's the name of an island. They must have gone there. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. White wanted to explore Croatoan Island to look for the settlers, but low on provisions, the loss of the sea anchors in a storm, impending bad weather, and privateers' general impatience <sighs> and wanted to get, go home prevented them from stopping there. So he went, oh, let's just go over there and look. And they were like, we've got to go. Oh. <laughs> no one went. They didn't go. What the fuck? They didn't fuck? look for him. Fuck. How, did, how would they have gotten there? They didn't have a boat, right? Oh, they would have had smaller boats. So it would have taken probably several trips back and forth. Right. But it's a possibility. Like that. But you'd go and look, right? Wouldn't you? You'd go yeah, and look. Yeah, you'd go and look. There's 120 of you people there. They had... The tricky thing was that they had a fox, a chicken... <laughs> What's the other one? And uh, uh, eggs or something like that. And they had to. <laughs> yeah, they had one boat, and, and you can't one. leave the fox alone with the chicken. Obviously. Do you know that puzzle, Jess? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it sounds really weird if you don't know, and Jess didn't. <laughs> it's this. Oh, don't I... worry about it, Jess. You won't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I do. It's a maths problem. No, oh, I won't. You would get hate it. it. I won't get it. It's one of those tedious things. I'm a big dumb. So what, you can only take one thing. Well, the, I think the thing is, is like, ah, oh, you've only you can only fit one thing in the boat at a time. You can't leave the hen on shore with the fox because the fox will eat the hen, and you can't leave the hen on on the on the on shore with the hay because the hen will eat the hay. So it's like this complicated <laughs> thing where, where you take the fox. <laughs> what a, what a fucking yeah, hen's right. eat. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what the third thing was. Definitely a hen and a fox. And also a, a 1995 Game Boy. <laughs> and you can't leave a fox alone with a Game no. Boy. It'll fuck it. Yep. Yes. You're, you're going it'll clock all the... It'll delete all your saved levels. Yeah. <laughs> Trade all your good Pokemon. Right, yeah. <laughs> it'll delete all your good Pokemon. <laughs> don't, no, don't set it free. <laughs> it's level 94. <laughs> um... So they didn't go. 
12 years went by. Oh, for fuck's sake. Before Raleigh, who's in charge of all this shit, decided to find out what had happened to his lost colony. Including his granddaughter? No, no, Walter no that was Walter White. Yeah, Walter White, not Walter John White. White. John White. <laughs> Johnny oh. White, the artist. The bad governor. Oh. Yeah. He just, he, I just said, because twice now people have said, no, we don't want to do that. And he's gone, okay. <laughs> like, hey, we want to leave you here, uh, possibly to die. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to go five miles over there to see if your family's still That's alive. Okay. <laughs> That's all just good. Make. Poor old Johnny White. The meek White. will inherit the earth, Dave. Remember that. How? How? They're so meek. You gotta fucking grab it. <laughs> Use your hands, John. Stop drawing. Pick up an axe. <laughs> you Maltese Shih Tzu. <laughs> yeah, you fucking Maltese Shih Tzu. Oh, that's something that Dave hasn't mentioned. It was a <laughs> John White is a small dog. <laughs> that's why when people said to him, um, "Stay, we're gonna leave you here. Stay, <laughs> okay." Roll over. He rolled over, yeah. and he just let them do whatever he they wanted. Very obedient. Very dog. good boy. You loved a good scratch behind the ear and you'll do whatever you want. <laughs> so 12 years later, Walter Raleigh, he wants to find out what's going on. Uh, led by Samuel Mace, this expedition differed from previous voyages in that Raleigh bought his own ship and guaranteed the sailors' wages so they would not be distracted by privateering or piracy. Because what's happened is a few times they've tried to organise people to go back, but every time they get distracted by piracy on the way. <laughs> <laughs> just so t- <laughs> that's so good. Like they literally uh, see something shiny and they, yeah, get they go, "Ooh, gold!" That that meme that's been overdone over the last few months of the the distracted man. Oh yeah, it's piracy, is that lady? Look, a spoken meme is never going to go <laughs> particularly well. Matt, uh, when are you going to try and post that meme later this week? I will. I will do my best. But, uh, however, Raleigh still hoped to make money from the trip, and uh, Mace's ship first landed in the outer banks to, to gather some uh, rare wood so that they, that they could sell back in England. So by the time they uh, could turn their attention to the colonists, the weather had again turned bad, and they were forced to return without ever making it to Roanoke. Nah. <laughs> so they still got distracted by piracy. This mystery is starting to sound less like a mystery and more like, they had. There was so long that these guys all died of old age. Yeah. There's no mystery. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. In 1603, Queen Elizabeth I died, and so did Raleigh's favour with the monarchy. He was arrested for allegedly trying to get rid of the new king, King James I. The Scottish king. The, the Scottish James king. Stuart, my grandpappy. <laughs> Your grandpappy, so... Uh, Raleigh, possibly or possibly not, was plotting against to get rid of him. Because it's difficult for Elizabeth to have an heir when she's a virgin. What do you harp on about? All she had was heir. <laughs> it's almost something. She didn't have any babies. She had heir. All she let out of her self was heir. No babies. <laughs> all right. She had an heir. You know, it feels like it's almost something, doesn't it? So close to being very good. Uh, do you want me to give you but five? But not quite. Meaning I'll... it's nothing. I'll g- Just heir. I'll give you five minutes to come back with a great quip. Quip. So, Raleigh's arrested for a plotting against the new king. Mm-hmm. Remember I said he went to jail before? Yeah. This time, he goes to the Tower of London for 13 years. Oh, my God. Not a nice place to be. No. So the queues was... are very bad there. Have you been there, the Tower of London? Oh, the tiny little window. Oh, it's the worst. I walk past it, to be honest. <laughs> On the way to the pub. It costs a lot of money. Yeah. I went in, it's about 40 pounds or something to do a tour. Yeah, too much. That's too much. It's too much. 
I can think of much better things you could spend forty pounds on. Yeah, yeah. Forty pounds. pounds worth of M and M's at M M&M and M World. Or you know, there's plenty of pound pint nights. Yeah. When I was there ten years ago. Forty pubs. A pound for one pint. Yeah, pound pint. That's incredible, That's isn't it? Thinking about it now, it's like two dollars fifty for a pint. No, it's like a dollar eighty or something, isn't it? It's even. Pound. Anyway, I mean, it's probably all relative, isn't it? Hey, Depending on when you were there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Back in 1904, <laughs> when the pound was, you know, inflation's gone up a lot since Matt was a child. That's true. When I was drinking pints in England as a <laughs> as a young boy, as a young lad, a young pup. Uh, so now he's so Walter Raleigh's now in in the Tower of London. He's no longer to, able to go and look for his colony because his life's gone to shit. Great excuse. Uh, there was one final expedition uh, in 1603, led by Bartholomew Gilbert, with the intention of finding Roanoke colonists. So this is now 16 years later, or 15 years later. Their intended destination was Chesapeake Bay again, but bad weather forced them to land in an unspecified location near there. The landing team, including Gilbert himself, was killed by a group of Native Americans for unknown reason. Uh, the remaining crew were forced to return to England empty-handed. So again, no one's actually got there. <laughs> So what happened to them? What happened to these people? Oh, we already mole people. White the Shih Tzu, mm-hmm. the small dog, in his memoirs, mm-hmm. he was of the opinion that the group had moved inland, then into the forest of like North moles Car- would do, buried yes. inland, into the, <laughs> the forest of North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, they've they've burrowed inland. If I understand what inland means. <laughs> <laughs> 40 metres into the soil, into the forest of North Carolina. But that's that's his opinion, but there's no archaeological evidence to back that up, so I don't know about that. The English set up their first successful settlement in Jamestown, Virginia, in 1607, 20 years later. Mm-hmm. And that's the first, that's sort of... Jamestown, I guess, after King James, you'd think? Y- yep. But in, well, I mean, it's, it definitely makes sense. The, 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 guy, the, the guy who said that they, his theory was they moved inland and lived happily ever after. He was one of the guys who would be trying to probably offset his guilt. <laughs> He's the one who left he them there. Repeatedly abandoned them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, they lived a great life inland. They're fine. They're fine. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. They're rich and it's a sea views. Oh, That's lovely. They're nothing but sea views. Oh, the cafe culture. <laughs> Real good Real avocado. Good. Oh. The lattes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so the Jamestown people, this is the famous settlement. They were wondering what happened to their, you know, possible friends and relatives at Roanoke. So the new Jamestown settlers questioned local natives if they knew anything about the Roanoke colony. Some of these Native Americans told tales of white settlement further down the coast with two-story thatched roof uh, houses, which is a style unique only to English people. Hmm. Uh, others, other this is another Native Americans, told of nearby tribes who could read English and dress similarly to to Europeans. One of the Jamestown settlers uh, alleged that they once saw a boy dressed as a, an American Indian, but he was fair-skinned and blonde. So this could mean two things, two theories here. One is that the Roanoke colony assimilated, possibly just to survive, with the tribes that they'd been friendly with, which makes sense. They're struggling to survive. Yeah. These people know how to catch food, that kind of thing. Let's and work together. Yeah, and some of them were friendly. The other theory is that uh, one or more of the hostile tribes that attacked the colony and presumably killed all the men, and possibly what they would do in that situation is sell the women and children into slavery. 
So that could have happened. And then they may have assimilated from that. That's less nice. It is less of the... Yeah, the Shih Tzu's going, I like option A. Yeah. Can we put that in the paper? They're all friends. Any chance? Yeah, we just go, let's all get get together. Everyone's very happy getting a good Double dickin'. story. <laughs> Double story dickens. Double story dickens. That's a big dickin'. <laughs> Uh, if the groups had come together over the course of generations, the settlers and the Native Americans, intermarriage between the uh, Native Americans and English settlers could have produced a third distinct group. This group, some people claim, and even the people themselves, may be the Lumbee tribe, which is a tribe of Native Americans native to North Carolina where their origin is not known. So even some of the modern-day Lumbee people say that their ancestry is part of the Roanoke colony. Right. And I have read that people have, uh, are attempting to do DNA testing to see if they have European blood, but no word on that yet. So that's wow. a possibility. And there's no, and, and if that is the truth, it would be hard to tell whether, you know, if they were captured or if they'd assimilated or if some people got were friendly and other people went to this other island. But anyway, you can't you can't figure out whether or not it was friendly or not via DNA. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, it's yeah. difficult to. Gee, science has it. got a long way to go, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah, disappointing. I'm so disappointed that in science. That is disappointing. Come on, science. Come on, science. You dickhead. Yeah. Maybe science needs look a good us. dick. And look at us being yeah, a team, team again. We're on. Yeah. <laughs> it took a common enemy, science. Science. Science is a big <laughs> Science is a big dog. It needs two people to take it down. This is nice. I'm yeah, glad nice. science, although it's the worst. Yeah, obviously. The benefit of it being that it's brought us. Brought us together. Together, which is nice. Yeah, fuck science. Fuck huh? science. Yeah. <laughs> together. No, what are we going to fuck science together? You're going to give science a big dickin. <laughs> together. <laughs> together. Friendship. <laughs> Another possible explanation for the uh, colonists' disappearance is that they were attacked by the Spanish, uh, who had settlements south of them in Florida. One Roanoke settler named Darby Gland. 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 I thought you were going to go with Darby. That's a great first name. Oh, I love name. Darby. Darby. But Gland. Gland with an E. Gland, Glandy. Don't like that. Uh, I really thought Jess was going to take to Darby, but she I hasn't. I like Darby. Yeah. But right. Gland. Gland. Look, His we, family. Can we no, rename him Darby Darby? Darby Gland. That's not bad. I'm coming around to it. Just call him Darby. Anyway. Gland is not a Gland good Gland is not good. Not good. So this guy, Darby Gland, he left the 1587 expedition, which is the second one, uh, once it's on the way there in Puerto Rico to get supplies. So they stopped in Puerto Rico to get some supplies, and he got off. There's Spanish people there. He later reported that he told the Spanish officials that they were going to Roanoke, so the Spanish people knew that they were there. Oh. So possibly that may explain why everything was down, uh, was taken down, not destroyed. So the Spanish went there, overpowered them, killed all the people, and then just took down their houses because... Obviously, once the English arrive, they see no houses. They go, oh, let's not bother setting up here again. And they can also just take all their stuff yeah, and use it again. Loot it, raid it, that kind of stuff, which everyone's into yeah, during this golden age of piracy. <laughs> uh, one of the things that makes it very difficult to, and this is a bit sciencey, uh, the it's, worse. it's difficult to say Take what happened. Out, <laughs> it's out. <laughs> it's been out for hours. <laughs> it's difficult to say what happened at Roanoke because there is no modern archaeological evidence to examine. This is probably because over 400 years, the island's shoreline has eroded up to a quarter of a mile, meaning that where the camp once stood is probably underwater now. That's a shit excuse, science. Figure it out. Fuck you, Get science. Get a submarine, you dickheads. Yeah. Figure it out. Science. Science isn't about questioning things. It's about blindly giving answers. 
now. Science. This is the um, final piece of the story I'll tell you. <gasps> the most famous piece of possible archaeological evidence of what happened to the colony are referred to as the Dare Stones. From the Dare Gallery. <laughs> Which is a furniture shop <laughs> like, in Melbourne. Like, like a... <laughs> Like, do you mean like like ornamental stones, like decorative? Stones? Oh yes, oh yes, I do. These would make a great conversation piece <laughs> on the dining room table. <laughs> oh, you don't, you don't sit on it. You look at it. <laughs> Shout out to all the fans of Dare Gallery. <laughs> they advertise here. They're trying to be like rich and European and wanky. Yeah, pretty low budget ads. Oh, awful ads. Awful ads. I should have gone for Dare iced coffee. Which is one of the Saints' major sponsors. Oh, fuck it now. <laughs> anyway, tell us about the, the, the dare, dare stone. stones. In 1937. They had dares on them. <laughs> I dare you to start a colony and not die. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Double dare. The other side had truths. And you had to flip it, flip the stone. If you got it's the a truth. fun game. It's a fun game. I wish I'd said truth. In <laughs> uh, 1937, a Californian tourist named Louis Hammond. Great t- name. I knew you'd love that one. That is a good name. Uh, gland. Oh, no. Louis Hammond... Uh, Turned up at Emory University in Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia, saying that he found the uh, he found these stones on a newly opened stretch of Highway 17 near Edenton, North Carolina, whilst hunting for hickory nuts. Probably a little too much story. <laughs> that, was he a vulture? Yeah. <laughs> he's looking for hickory nuts. He no, finds. No, no, no. He's hunting for them. <laughs> <laughs> you don't hunt for nuts. He's got a bu- unless you're a vulture. Yeah. they fucking hunt. They for nuts. hunt the nuts. They- <laughs> He's got a shotgun. <laughs> He's shooting at nuts. <laughs> I got it. Just go picking. I've go never, pick I've never nuts. heard of hickory nuts. Is it possible that they're like some they're, sort of a mammal? They're really violent. Hickory nuts. Hickory. Nuts. Anyway, he found a stone, and he he went all the way to Atlanta, Georgia, which is south of this area. On the stone that he found was a message, supposedly inscribed by Eleanor White Dare, who was the daughter of John White. And the mother of Virginia Dare, the first child of English descent to be born there. Mm-hmm. It stated on one side that Eleanor's husband and daughter were dead and asked the finder to communicate this with their father. On the other side, it explained that all but seven of the colonists had been killed by American Indians and then it was signed EWD, Eleanor White Dare. The stone was examined by Dr. Hayward Jefferson Pierce Jr. Fuck yes. It's such a long name. He was a professor of American history, and he thought it was authentic. Mm-mm, disagree. Pierce also Mole knew... people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mole people forged it. <laughs> to throw us off the scent. The moly, moly scent. Pierce also knew he needed some uh, more evidence to confirm the authenticity of the stone. And uh, <laughs> on, this, on the original stone, it alluded to a second stone that was part of a series. Oh, it said PTO. <laughs> PTO. Where's the... T- Oh, it just says one dash two, yeah. like one of two. <laughs> one of two stones. <laughs> I think that, fuck, this, this is great. Dave, is this actually a mystery or do you have the answer on the second stone? Well, he, uh, he, wants to see the sec- <laughs> he wants to see the second stone, right? So he offered a $500 reward if anyone could find the second stone. And they're 500 bucks. $500. Is this no. a long, long this time ago? 1930s. I'm not interrupting my hickory mm. nut hunting. It's probably like it's the equivalent of like five thousand bucks or something. 
I'm still not interrupting. Jess my, doesn't get out of bed. Out of big guess. Sorry, not everyone drives a Ferrari. That like was Jessica the end of the Jess doesn't get out of bed. <laughs> I don't. I'm stuck. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> we have wheeled you in on a single <laughs> trundle bed. It's comfy. I like it. I don't know why we didn't mention it before, but Jess has broken every limb. <laughs> oh, don't jinx me. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to happen on the way home. Oh, We're trying, trying to knock wood. Stop. You're not going to break every limb on the way home from this recording. Dave, stop it. Come on. You, if I have a car accident, you're going to feel so bad. Oh, well, I probably would anyway. <laughs> Especially if I caused it. If I was ramming you. <laughs> I'm ramming you to the back of your car. Are your legs broken yet, Jess? I've had a beer. <laughs> um, so he's offered 500 bucks. A sizable sum. I've just got my hand on the wood panel on the wall now. I'm That's really... smart. That's safe. Enter, <laughs> oh, no. enter a local stone cutter named Bill Erberhart, who claimed that he had found the second stone. But not just that. By 1940, Bill had found 40 more stones. Okay, Bill. Bill's these... got his stone <laughs> writing pen out, I think. These, these stones were found 300 miles uh, south of the other one in South Carolina. So somehow one stone's ended up here. <laughs> 40 other stones have ended up for three other You know what stones are And they've, are like. they've been discovered by a dude who has the ability to carve things into stone. <laughs> I'm a little bit suspicious. But he's gone, 500 bucks for one stone. I've got 40. <laughs> I'm fucking rich. Fuck, Bill. Too much, mate. Uh, on these stones, it told a complicated tale of the fate of... <laughs> Choose your own adventure story. Turn to stone 43. <laughs> if you want to see... This child alive. John Pierce, uh, he handed in every stone except stone 43. So John Pierce is like, fuck, all right, I'll give you another 500 bucks <laughs> if you can find stone 43. <laughs> uh, the stones told the complicated tale of the fate of the lost colony. Uh, the stones were addressed to John White and called for revenge against the, quote, savages and told Eleanor's father uh, the direction taken by the survivors. So all the, it had all this crazy, crazy stuff. Indicating that she'd remarried and that she'd uh, that she'd married the king of a local tribe and all this all these sort of you know sort of far out things and a stone dated fifteen ninety nine and announced Eleanor Dare's death and said that she'd left behind a daughter named Agnes. 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 Ugh. That's a beautiful name. Uh, <laughs> in nineteen forty one, which is the year after these were discovered, a journalist wrote of the stones being forgeries and debate debate has raged on ever since. Now, I will say that nearly everyone agrees that the ones found by Bill, who ended up getting $2,000 for his troubles. Wow. Uh, it's to, only four stones. To be fake, everyone, yeah. he, wanted, he wanted 10 times. He wanted $20,000. Did you see how fast I did that math? That was real fast. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was really good. Thank you. I'm getting better. Do you? I have a tutor. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm learning math. Wow. Uh, nearly everyone agrees the ones found by Bill are, are absolute bullshit. They're bullshit. <laughs> nearly every, I mean, there's a couple of people have written books about it and stuff. Of course, they want you to believe it, so you buy the book. But They're bullshit. Most people think they point to Bill and they say, Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is bullshit. That's what happens. Bullshit. Oh, Bullshit over here found 40 stones. <laughs> but the, the original stone, which I will say also looks qu- a little bit different to the others, because this is what happened with Bill's stones. The original one. Bills are just kidney stones, too, by the way. Bloody hell. He wrote on some kidney stones. They are are microscopic. (laughs) It's like when people write on a grain of rice. (laughs) Guys, I found 40 grains of rice. (laughs) Can I have $20,000? Now, what happened with Bill was 
Um, the original stone looks really old and stuff. Bill stones, apparently, when you pick them up, they started to crumble a little bit. And people are like, how have they lasted 400 years, but now I pick them up and they crumble? Bill. Right. What the fuck, Bill? <laughs> but the original one, there is still serious deba- debate amongst uh, scholars whether that one is real. Mm. So the original stone. So maybe they did survive. Maybe. But why would you write it on stone? Mm. Like, well, because it lasts. Just send an email. Yeah, oh. I would have thought email would have made more sense. A notebook. You're not restricted. Yeah, put it up into the cloud. Put it in the cloud. If you want it to last forever, put, put it, it on in the Facebook. Cloud. Yeah, that's timeless. Yeah, they <laughs> they own it if you put it up there as well. I'd love you yeah. to tell you what they're like. Yeah. Well, maybe she wanted. Have you ever to, read the fine print? She wanted to retain the copyright on her stone. Oh, that makes that's sense. She's a true. Artist. Though she has long mm. since died, so the copyright is definitely gone. She's a purist. Mark Zuckerberg still owns it. That is the somehow. But that is that is the story. I'm afraid that there is no conclusion to this. Oh, Dave, have you not been listening to Jess? <laughs> listening to her or listening to her? She told you about half an hour ago. I have been listening to her, but please, yeah. What, what did she tell me half an hour ago? It's the mole people. Oh, pardon me. Problem solved. Sorry. I... Let's go dig up the island now. I guarantee you find we'll some find moles. Them. Yeah, tunnels, moles. A whole underground city. It's like Atlantis, but in land. Atlantis. Atlantis. Yay. We did it. Do you know, do you, know, do you either of you watch American Horror Story? The no. Show? No, I'm the horse. Oh, me too. I'm also too scared to watch but it. Is it, what is it <laughs> actually, it's a, a horror story. It's called American Horror Story. And every, <laughs> every season. I don't think, for some reason, I don't think it was an actual horror. That's a horror story. That makes sense. God, you're dumb. <laughs> yes, I know. That's what I've been trying to tell you. Were you just, a tutor? Were you watch, <laughs> watching it as a family sitcom? Yeah. Where's, I was, the, where's the canned laughter? I've been laughing me ass off. <laughs> when all them people die, I assume. Very good stuff. <laughs> well, if you don't know how the show works, I think every season is a different setting. and the six Same actors? Yeah, or, or similar actors a lot of the time. I love. Yeah, so it's, then they just reset and play different characters. Yeah, different time periods. And the sixth series was called American Horror Story Roanoke. Oh. And the, the, the best description I could find was, a couple moved to North Carolina, and during their stay at a house, the family has a terrifying experience because their house is on the land where the Roanoke colony moved after the famous disappearance. Oh. And there's sort of references to this story. So maybe... I want to watch that. But it's really scary. Yeah, I'm not watching My housemates it. used to watch it, and I'd have to go to my room. <laughs> Wouldn't that be scarier being by yourself in your no, room? I don't want to see it. No. No, but mm. I was watching My Little Pony, so it was, it was fun. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> anyway, thank you for everyone who suggested that topic. Hopefully, I covered all the the right things there because there's a lot of hearsay about what could have happened to them. Matt, yeah. do you have any theories? Yeah, it's the mole people. Thank you. We yeah. we all agree. Oh, sorry, that's not a theory. That's a. Just a conclusion. Just a conclusion. An accurate conclusion. <sighs> Sorry about all that that pretense at the start, pretending it was a mystery. I know it's been solved several minutes ago. <laughs> we should tell people. We definitely should. Yeah, we well, should we are. Find we're a trying. way to let them know. We're trying. Hello? You, is this thing on? <laughs> How do I hit record? <laughs> Imagine if we hadn't hit record. We've been here a while. Uh, <laughs> but thanks so much for listening, uh, everyone. Before you go, we would like to tell you about how you can uh, support the show. One of the ways is to... Give us a sweet review on iTunes or tell a friend or how about Both. this? Tweet about the show or Instagram or Facebook about the show. That gets the message out there and we get more listeners every night. No- well, not every now and then. Every week we get people saying, hey, just discover the show. So that's really, really nice. Hmm. And I guess it's because people are sharing it. And the other way is to support the show via our Patreon page at Patreon. 
dot com slash do go slash. <laughs> I was like, I'll swallow before I make this announcement. I did not swallow. <laughs> slash uh, do go on pod. And over there you can find uh, sweet little extra things that you can get if you pledge to the show, including a bonus episode once a month. And we will also give you a live shout out at the end of an episode. And we would like to thank two people each now. Jess, I'm going to let you start listening. Thank you, Dave. That's, that's an absolute honour. I would like to thank... All the way from Southport, a gentleman who has supported the show for a while now. I would like to thank James Henderson. Oh, oh Hendo. From the Henderson Kids, yeah, which was the- an eighties Australian TV show starring Kylie Minogue. Yeah, and James Henderson. And where's Hendo? And James Henderson. Where's Hendo from? Southport. So this week, we've, we've started giving people a thing each week, right? That's somehow related yeah, to the episode. Yeah, I was thinking that too. What, are, what, what kind of Mole person. <laughs> Would James be? Yeah. I reckon he'd be uh, blind. Okay. That's good. I think most moles are. Yeah, that's a very okay. sensitive to light. Yeah. They... Good senses of smell. But what about James Henderson in particular? Like, what would his role be in a yeah in a mole people? society? Yeah, I think James works at the mole radio station. Yeah, oh, don't mo- you reckon? I reckon he does mole too. Mole in the morning. Mole in the morning. Good moling to you. <laughs> he's on the the moling show. Oh, yeah, he's quite popular. He's on mole billboards and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, he's doing really well. Which is what? But he's sorry, humble. if people at home don't know what that is. In mole society, um, what you might call a billboard, mm-hmm. they call mole billboards. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that makes sense. Oh. Yeah. So basically, anything that we have here on Earth, above ground. Above the ground, not inland. Not inland. Uh, they have, but they put a mole yeah. ahead of it. It, it. it is the kind of thing that's going to take a little bit of yet getting used to. Yeah, but, but once you get your head around it, it's, it's pretty it's straightforward. It's an advanced society. Yeah. Um, I'd also like to thank another person as well, also from the UK, um, and that is Mole Nate Peterson. Wow, his name is Mole. And How Na- fortunate. No, it's been silly. Nate, Nate Peterson, I think Nate works at a uh, laser clinic that removes moles. Oh, wow. That makes sense. From like, moles. Oh, from moles. Not He doesn't... Take people out. He doesn't no, not kill like mole people. Like, pew, pew. So he's no, not, no, no. He removes moles from society. So he's not some sort of executioner slash assassin. No, it's more like moles that you go, mm, that looks a little suspicious. Maybe right. a bit of wow. So Have you noticed cancer. any sort of change in colour or yeah. shape? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, he removes the mole. That, that super exciting job just became really, um, really menial. <laughs> Pretty gross. But he, no, but he still goes about it like an assassin would. Right. Yeah. But people don't know. He comes by when they're like bathing at the beach, and he shoots the moles off their back. Oh, well, uninvited. He's also. I also know this about Nate because I talked to him a bit on Twitter. He also uh, does mole food reviews on YouTube. Right. So you should check out his mole. What do moles eat? Yeah, everything. That's yeah. the funny thing. They'll eat mole uh, spaghetti. Mole spaghetti. Um, mole wow. spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Is that what is the one you Pischetti? say? Pischetti. How do I fuck that up? <laughs> Nate Peterson, what a guy. Like his work. Thank you, Nate. Um, can I thank some people? Please. How do I always land with the hardest names to pronounce? Yeah, it's almost like Dave and I do that on purpose. Yeah, this week I may have definitely done that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that makes sense then. Um, I'd love to thank Ignacio Segovia. Ignacio. No, that's not right. Segovia. Ignacio Segovia from Buenos Aires. Oh, Ignacio. Thank you so much. Capital of Argentina, is that right, Dave? That is correct. And uh, he's also the president of Mole Argentina. Wow. 
Wow. Yeah, he is. Wow. And he listens. Yeah, he does. Good yeah. heavens, aren't we blessed? We are. <laughs> we are blessed. <laughs> what just happened? I was going to say hashtag blessed and I felt so bad about yeah. it that I... I <laughs> Yeah. Don't worry, I'll get out of this with some sweet, heavy breathing. <laughs> I was I was glitching on it. Guys, I don't think anyone noticed. I saved the day. <laughs> Hello, Ignacio. Hello, Ignacio. Buenos Aires. I don't know. Is there a nicer sounding city in the world than Buenos Aires? I'm not saying it quite right, probably. How would you say Adelaide. It? Adelaide. Sorry, I'm pronouncing it quite differently to that. <laughs> Dave, how would you say it? <laughs> Hola. Heavy breathing. Vives, vives en Buenos Aires. Okay. <laughs> I would also like to <laughs> thank <laughs> Eric Eisenmenger. That can't be right. It's possibly Eric. <laughs> Eric Eisenmenger. When do I tell Matt that I actually uh, create fake credit cards and sign up to the Patreon with fake names? <laughs> Eric, I reckon it's Eric Eisenmenger, and he's from Alberta, Canada, which is, I've never been to Canada, but Canada, like, Alberta's got some of the places that I most want to go, after Gary, Indiana, obviously. Mm-hmm. If you ever see those photos of Canada, it's just like the icy blue lakes with the ice cap mountains yeah. behind and a moose. Yeah, there's always a moose. A moose in the How do they get the moose right in the perfect position? I just, I want to, I want to be there. Okay. I really want to be there with Eric. Or Erich, um, who in the Mole Society? Yes, he's actually uh, a tabletop dancer. <laughs> okay. Wow! Yeah. T- no, sorry, a mole tabletop. A mole tabletop dancer. <laughs> yeah, a mole tabletop mole dancer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, oh, and um, Eric, yeah, you. which is hard because it's so packed in with dirt under there. Yeah. That the table, like the legs, are in dirt. The tabletops in dirt. So he has to sort of like dig out. Enough space to dance, mm-hmm. but he does. He That's does. all part of his job. That's yeah. why he gets paid so well. Mm-hmm. That's passion. <laughs> it's passion. You gotta love your work. I would like to thank from Bunbury. Ah, oh, Bunbury in WA. I believe so. That's a place that has a song written about it by Frenzel Rom. Sorry, Mole Frenzel Mole Rom. Thank you. I would like to thank Fraser Laurie. Fraser. Fraser Laurie. That's what does cool Fraser do? He's a librarian. A mole librarian. A mole librarian. Come he's, on, mate. He specialises in dirt. Yeah, moles can't see. So what do their libraries keep? Oh, dirt. You already said dirt. that. Yeah, great. Yeah. A dirt library. He categorises different types of dirt. Braille, Matt. Fraser Laurie, thank you so much for your support. Fucking yes, of course. Our mole librarian. Audiobooks. Yes. There are other ways. Uh, yeah. Well, look. We've all now said something dumb on this podcast Can't today. Remember me. me saying something dumb. Oh no, that was me three times. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also like to thank uh, all the way from Georgia, which is the state below South Carolina, uh-huh. which is Not the state that we be- like to rank things, which but... is the state, <laughs> state below North Carolina. <laughs> Top three states there: North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia. I would like to thank Sean Harris. Oh, actually, that's Cantersville in Georgia. Is where I thought his name was Sean Harris Cantersville, but I've written down Sean Harris from Cantersville in Georgia, and Sean Harris plays for the Mole soccer team. Really, he is the Mole keeper. Ah, uh, uh? a high five for that one. That's very good. Been sitting on that for about thirty-five seconds. I thought my moving removing moles one was quite funny. That was good. Yeah. 
Go, we have fun, don't we? We do, we have, do fun. have fun. And we have fun because of people like Sean Harris from Cantersville, Georgia. Thank you so much, Sean. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone, for supporting the show. And thanks to you two. Was that two from you, Dave? Yeah. Yeah, Fraser Laurie from Bunbury, oh, our mole librarian. Oh, and Sean. Yeah. Sean, our molly. Molly. Molly, 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 molly. That was so funny at the time. <laughs> yeah, now you're like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I didn't tell you guys about Nate, um, after doing his day job and then reviewing food at <laughs> night, um, when he doesn't, ha- in between jobs, he, he goes on the mole. <laughs> oh, the regret. The instant regret. I know, we've all you done guys, it. Which, which you guys in, have both done a pun. I thought I should, but which in I should hate myself society, too. In mole society, that's actually yeah. like The Bachelor. Very highly regarded. Yes, that's right. The mole. The mole. He's on the mole. He's the mole. Yep. Anyway. Which is... Yep, okay. we got to go. And thanks so much. We've had a few people messages recently after Dave asked people to pass the word on around the podcast. And it was so cool. People have said that they've been... Uh, they've just heard about it because of a friend. And that is... So nice. That's lovely. Yes, it really, really makes us feel good. And it helps the show to grow and become molier than thou. Oh, my God. Like the Metallica song. Yeah, molier than thou. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so spread the word. Uh, have a great week. And we'll be back next time with another show. Until then, I will say goodbye. Sorry about the mole stuff. Bye. Laters. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.